0: Everyone across the organization has a role to play. And so providing employees with basic understanding about sustainability so that you increase the awareness, but then things that are really specific to their job and the role that they play in having a positive impact. I think if we focused on upskilling, we would be able to have just a really massive impact because you'd have a scale at which so many people we're taking action that drove to our end goals.
1: Traditional corporate practices got us to a life-threatening climate and unjust society. Changing this trajectory needs bold solutions from diverse thinkers. Welcome to Impact Reimagined, the podcast that helps you discover and envision a future where humanity's greatest problems are solved. I am Dr. Noah Gaffney, Executive Director of the Rutgers Institute for Corporate Social Innovation, and your host. In the past few years, more and more companies are committing to ESG, Environmental, Social, and Governance Standards. And consumers care, now more than ever, to buy from ESG-driven businesses. It's an exciting time, but in order to lead a truly sustainable mission, we need accountability. In this episode, Amy Braccio tells us how companies can hold themselves accountable to ESG. Amy is a partner and global deputy vice chair at EY, one of the largest global auditing and consulting businesses. Drawing from her experience at EY, Amy explains to us how we can include each team member in our ESG goals. She also tells us why sustainable businesses must have clear measurement standards. Amy has been working for EY for her entire career, guiding businesses to lead their sustainable strategies while also seeing economic success. Amy started off as a certified public accountant and financial advisor.
0: I did a lot of work over the years with large banks in the U.S. all around their consumer protection programs. So things related to fair lending, related to reinvesting in the communities from which they take deposits, and a lot of work around the credit crisis. So I think about it as a focus on the S before we were saying ES&G. My career then took a number of different paths. And I played larger roles within EY, managing how we support our clients all around risk management. And then more recently having a portfolio of responsibilities in how we help our clients with finance and supply chain and risk management. And business transformation. And then I had this amazing opportunity presented to me to focus on sustainability and making sure that we at EY have all the skills and capabilities we need to help our clients on their sustainability journeys.
1: Not only are these employees looking to work for sustainable businesses, consumers are also buying more from these companies a McKinsey and Nielsen IQ joint study revealed that products with one or more ESG claims outperformed products that made none.
0: Whether it's investors looking at how an organization is future-proofing themselves, how they're mitigating risk around sustainability, and how they're looking at sustainability as a growth opportunity, organizations that do that well are a good bet from an investment standpoint. When you look at employee sentiment, employees want to work for organizations that share their values. And we see more and more that employees are looking for these organizations that have made strong commitments and report out against their commitments on sustainability. No organization is good without amazing employees. And then we also see customers, whether they are businesses doing work with other businesses and saying, hey, we've made a sustainability commitment you're a key supplier of ours and we expect you to be doing the same. Or you look at consumer sentiment and consumers are more and more choosing options for sustainable products over those that aren't sustainable. And so you've got all of those factors coming at businesses that in order to be able to be really successful through the long term, they have to address. And then on top of that, you've got the regulatory focus around the world on enhanced reporting, which means that organizations are going to need to publish information about their organization and their sustainability practices.
1: But Amy also recognizes that making these ESG choices is not an easy path. Taking sustainable actions requires a sense of urgency and accountability from all members of the organization.
0: The issues have become more complex and more fundamental to the growth strategy of the organization, as well as the long-term resilience of the organization. And so what we're seeing is that organizations need to go beyond the commitment. The commitment is important, but ensuring that what they've really done is they've taken a hard look at their corporate strategy and how they are embedding sustainability into the corporate strategy so that it's not something that stands off to the side. And then that means you have to work through every member of the C-suite and every member of the C-suite will have a role to play, whether it's someone in supply chain ensuring that they are procuring sustainable materials that go into the goods that are being manufactured, or whether it's optimizing shipping so that you are reducing emissions associated with logistics, or it's finance focused on reporting, or it's talent and HR focused on incentives for sustainable actions, whether it's IT and the CIO focused on having the right technology and data strategy. It really does cut across the organization as a whole, but that has to be clear. And if everyone doesn't understand the role that they play in bringing to life the sustainability commitment for the organization, then it won't be delivered as they hope.
1: And with uncertainty looming in the current economic climate, corporations tend to stick to their comfort zone rather than double down on ESG efforts.
0: I do think we need to be realistic with the fact that, say in consumer products, there is a dynamic between consumers purchasing the most sustainable product and the product that is the lowest in price. I mean, inflation has put heavy demands on families. And so for organizations supplying those products, looking to do it in the most efficient and cost-effective way will be helpful in continuing to move forward.
1: But Amy points out that when businesses choose to make more sustainable decisions, they can actually save money too. One of the things
0: that we are finding, and it is early days on some of the push with the intense momentum, but we're finding that when organizations are looking for ways to run their business more efficiently, they have positive outcomes from a sustainability standpoint. You know, so we see a lot of organizations taking a heavy look right now at what travel is needed versus what travel is not and reducing travel budgets. Well, a reduction in travel budgets reduces cost, but it also reduces emissions. We're seeing organizations use technology like process mining to identify opportunities for greater efficiencies in their operations. In doing that, they may uncover that they're not shipping in a very efficient way, right? That they're not consolidating their shipping in a way that they reduce their logistics costs. Again, you do more consolidation, you reduce your cost of logistics, but you also reduce your carbon emissions. And so I do think it's important to look through that business optimization lens to, again, help make sure we don't have a pause. I think it is good business, and we're starting to see research support that with respect to expectations of employees, what consumers are buying, and results for an organization. And I think when you see the business community get on board and see a real market opportunity is when you see change.
1: As more organizations commit to sustainability, measuring their impact becomes crucial. Without a standard to measure ESG, it becomes easier for them To present inaccurate data
0: what it comes down for me is that stakeholders whether it's your customers your employees your regulators your communities expect you to deliver on what you say you're going to do and so at the heart of it organizations need to be sure that they're delivering on their commitments to sustainability it also cannot be a marketing gimmick and so that's why i mentioned Organizations have got to embed sustainability into their corporate strategy such that each of the executives understand how to bring it to life and what their responsibility is. If not, especially in this world of social media, organizations face real reputation risk when they are being seen as not doing what they said they would do. And we're seeing that play out.
1: And so let's switch gears a little bit and talk about measuring impact because companies need to know how well they're doing once they integrate all of these aspects into their work. How can organizations truly measure their impact? As you mentioned, it's become quite a complicated space. And so how is EY and how are you thinking about this? So
0: first of all, organizations, I think, need to be clear with respect to the role that they play and the impact that they're looking to have. And so I like to use the UN Sustainable Development Goals as a potential map that organizations can think about where they, and aligned with their business, really have responsibility and an opportunity to drive a positive impact. From that, you need to set out quantitative ways to measure the impact that you're having. And so then you've got something that sets a baseline at which to measure against. We are seeing more and more requirements and frameworks coming out with respect to reporting requirements against sustainability. And what organizations need to do is understand the ones that, one, they're required to report against, but also that are meaningful either for their industry or their customer bases to report against. And then ensure that they've got the data that they need, that it's reliable when they're using it to support reporting. And ultimately, I think we're gonna get to a standard at which the reporting on sustainability topics follows the same level of rigor as financial reporting.
1: To improve ESG metrics, Amy says organizations need to embark on these initial steps.
0: I think the first is just understanding an inventory of the reporting standards that apply to you organizations have been staffing up with sustainability expertise or they look outside for support with this. And so that's the first starting point. Then tying the different metrics within to the business process owners within the organization. And I know that doesn't sound like the sexiest part of a focus on sustainability, but it's what's really important to provide that transparency and trust in what you're putting out for others to assess you against. And then once you work through those data sources, making sure you have the right risk management process and controls to ensure that they're delivered in a way that you can be comfortable reporting them and then monitoring over time. And it's important to make sure that you're tracking any changes to see if you're going off track, what are the steps that you need to take in order to get back on track so that you don't get caught by surprise with your results.
1: As organizations improve on their data reporting, they should remember that ESG is not only about reducing carbon emissions.
0: Yes, we should be absolutely focused on climate change, but we've also got to be sure we are focused on access to clean water, that we are focused on the impact that we're having on nature and biodiversity, because they all really play together with respect to a positive impact on the planet as a whole. And the good news is we are hearing more and more about that from the business community more about biodiversity, more about land use, more about positive use of water. The other side is the social dynamic. And one thing you and I have talked about before is we're both really passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusiveness. And one of the things that struck me as I got more engaged in sustainability was the great asymmetry between. Who is making a lot of the decisions and who is feeling the impact first? And that could be, you know, developed countries in the global north relative to how climate change is playing out for the global south. You know, we, we know we don't have enough women represented in major decision-making positions, yet a lot of times women bear the brunt first. It's generational, and so I think making sure that we are not losing sight of those societal topics and that people that represent those that are feeling the effects first have an appropriate seat at the table when decisions are being made.
1: And so what's the most innovative idea that you've been thinking about when it comes to integrating more stakeholders into these conversations and just the sustainability conversations more broadly? Yeah, so I
0: think Innovation is what is going to drive the change that we need. And I see innovation in two different ways. One is, how do you just make better use of the tools that you've got today? And so I mentioned that process mining example. Process mining tools exist today and help organizations to optimize their businesses. Can you use it in a way that you're not only looking at Bottom line, cost implications, but also ways in which to reduce waste in your processes and reduce carbon emissions in your processes, water use in your processes, things like that, I think, can go a long way. But then it's also really exciting to see the innovation coming from the startup community. And so you start to see new and better ways to do carbon sequestration. You start to see new and better ways to help people with technology that's coming out, but being used in different ways. But what's going to be critically important is that the larger organizations and the finance community help to ensure that we're taking those amazing ideas and helping them to scale in a way that they actually address the
1: magnitude of the problem we face. And for these large companies to scale these sustainable solutions, we need to train more people who can help achieve their ESG goals.
0: One, we find ourselves in a situation in which we do not have enough people with the skills required to tackle this challenge. And so we've got to make sure that we are working with our universities and even the schools that come before that, to provide the education on the topics that we need to solve this problem. So whether it's a focus on green tech or engineering or biodiversity, that we've got that scientific foundation and that people are being really encouraged to enter those careers and have a career path in front of them. But the other thing is within an organization, like I mentioned, everyone across the organization has a role to play. And so providing employees with basic understanding about sustainability so that you increase the awareness, but then things that are really specific to their job and the role that they play in having a positive impact. And so if you're someone whose job is in procurement and you're the one who's helping the organization make the decisions with respect to which vendors to go with, Make sure that you're incorporating in questions related to the sustainability practices of those vendors. You could go through, you know, the whole organization and do that same exercise. In finance, they need to understand more than financial reporting, but non-financial reporting. In talent, how do you drive incentive to change behavior with respect to reduction of waste and the roles that people in the organization play. And so I think if we focused on upskilling, we would be able to have just a really massive impact because you'd have a scale at which so many people were taking action that drove to our end goals.
1: Like Amy said, each member of an organization must take responsibility for the sustainable business to succeed. While it starts with building a team of experts, Achieving ESG goals becomes a reality when we're transparent with data reporting. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to Impact Reimagined so you don't miss out on new episodes. Please also rate and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us and I'll catch you all in the next episode. Impact Reimagined is produced by the Rutgers Institute for Corporate Social Innovation and Human Group Media. If you want to learn more about our work at Rutgers, visit rixie.business.rutgers.edu.